So welcome to the Love Fly podcast. And today we're joined by a friend of Eduardo, who from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is Catherine. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I am really intrigued about your story because when I look on your Instagram feed, it just looks like you're all over the place showing amazing <laughs> backdrops, eating fantastic food and just living the dream, you know. But I also understand that you've been following the Love Fly podcast as well. So I'm really interested in your story. So tell us about you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Catherine. I have a uh, Instagram page that kind of got born during COVID. I am a hairdresser by trade, but in California where I live, um, the beauty business was the first thing to get shut down during COVID. And I unfortunately have been dealing with anxiety and panic attacks for the last Mm. eight or nine years. Right. Um, Luckily, I've come out uh, pretty much on the other side now, but for a while it was pretty bad. And during COVID, when it seemed like the world was ending, my anxiety definitely speak, uh, spiked up. Yes, and, yes. Um, and it was very interesting. I, I grew up traveling. Um, my father was on television. Um, he was always taking us places. My dad was, a, both my parents have unfortunately have passed, which has actually really led to my anxiety disorder. Yeah, I didn't have a yeah. single um, anxiety condition until my parents passed. But my dad was a World War II fighter pilot who landed carriers, landed um, uh, Corsairs on carriers in World War II and the Korean War. And my mom was a flight attendant. <laughs> and then there's me with this blazing fear. But so during <laughs> COVID, I had decided to just start an Instagram page. I had always been traveling. I have I have kids and we would always just mm. get in the car and take road trips. And that was part of like, you know, getting them. I had two kids who were very colicky. And so mm. it was like, get them in the car. Let's go somewhere for the day. And through that, I had always been asked like, hey, I saw you went here this weekend. Or, hey, where was that place you went? And I was always planning people's itineraries. And I'm like, during COVID, I'm just going to put everything up on an Instagram page. For my own mental health, it'll occupy me since I'm doing nothing. <laughs> and and so I started with one follower, my husband, and now I've built it to 207,000 followers. And I oh my gosh, that's my... obscene. Yeah, I know. I actually left my cosmetology career to do this, and it's now my full-time income. I write for multiple um, California travel magazines. I'm looking to broaden and, and right now. Um, that's why partly why I'm in Europe to just kind of jumpstart that and hopefully write some stories for mm. um, multiple magazines. I'm, I'm getting ready to pitch. My husband and I drove from, took the train from California to Chicago on an Amtrak. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to kind of, so it's, it's kind of, I, I love to travel. There's nothing better than yes. seeing other cultures and waking up in different places. And mm. I'm so lucky that this is my job. But when people, when I say to people, I'm terrified of flying, they basically laugh in my face and they're like, oh, honey, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong career. And I'm like, I, it's, it's almost like I'm a brunt of so many jokes because this is what I do. But it's, it's also my biggest fear yeah. is getting on an airplane. That's, so, that's yeah, phenomenal, it's, isn't it's it? That you can. It's obviously the desire is so strong that you just kind of push through it. By the sound of it, 
It is, but I will be completely honest with you. And my husband's like, make sure you say that. So I am infamous. This is my thing. And it's hard to do it in the US, but I will get on a plane and get there. It will be the most agonizing, torturous mm. thing for me. Then I will land somewhere and say we're gone for two weeks. By yeah. like five days before we're flying, I'm already trying to find ways to get home that don't involve a plane. So my, oh my saint goodness. of a husband has driven cross country with me multiple times because I've refused to get on the plane. Mm. So I'm still very much in it, but of mm. course, when you're in when you're in Europe, although I have researched cargo ships to take me across back to the oh, really? to US. <laughs> oh, I have so many searches on how to get back to the US without flying. But I'm at this point now where I'm like, I just got to do it. Like I just, mm. it's, it's almost like the stress of it is so draining for me that yeah. when I, I just, it's so hard and I have, I have real fears, but I don't know if they really are real fears. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah. you're like, are yeah. these fears even valid? Like, so that's kind of my story in a nutshell. So, well, that's a good one. Yeah. So you're, you're nipping all over the place. Yeah. And yeah, and you hate fly. I, th I think that's really interesting. And what you just described about being away for a couple of weeks and then, you know, wanting, you know, before, five days before you're due to come back, you'll then be locked onto how can I avoid flying back? Yeah. That must be exhausting. It's exhausting. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually previously married before, and it was basically the cause of our divorce because mm -hmm. my anxieties and my he loved flying and he always wanted to travel and like mm. he eventually like after the fourth time driving cross country i i really think it aided in in the ending of our marriage so i'm not gonna lie to you and say that it's not it's yeah. i know i'm very well aware that what i do is ridiculous i know it's draining for people i i want help i've tried to get help i feel like i'm kind of of that mentality now like how i got here like i'm in italy right now and i i live in california so i took mm. an 11 hour flight a month ago to dublin and i did it to dublin not only because i love dublin but i'm fully aware that it's the shortest flight from the uh us to europe so i then was very strategic and worked i yeah, got a yeah. partnership yeah, and I was very strategic. And then I got a partnership with the train company. And I have now been traveling Europe by rail. <laughs> Which is so, pretty cool. Let's be honest. That is a pretty is. cool way to get around. But it doesn't sound like yeah, you've made you made the best of a bad situation by the sound of it. Exactly. So but I'm see I'm very like I wish I could be that person that didn't have to take a four hour train yesterday to get to the I love trains. Trains mm. is my favorite way to travel. Yes. But I also know that the root of it is me avoiding a plane. Yeah. So. Okay. So what, do you mind if I ask a couple of questions about this? Like, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm an open right. book. So go ahead. Oh, excellent. So what, <laughs> what is it that you are fearful of? You know, what? Give us the list. So turbulence is my mm -hmm. biggest. Yeah, it's turbulence to me is a, is a nightmare like that's I will tell you that I have definitely therapized myself I know that it's it's I'm a control freak I'm a control freak in all aspects of my life I'm the worst backseat driver on the planet my kids <laughs> tell me they're like mom stop we're like, you're because I with my husband I'll be like slow down you're going too fast 
you know, I'm like, don't look at your phone. Like, I'm very, and my kids drive them nuts. Sounds like, like a lot, lots man. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a blast. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I know, I know that it's a control freak thing. I have no control in that airplane. I, which is just as well, I think, by the sound of it. You know, no disrespect. I know. No, it's true. No, it's true. But Slow I'm down. so bad that like people <laughs> exactly you're going too fast. Just see that bird. Like, yeah, no, I it's it's way better than I'm not up there. But see what's my my toxic trait is thinking I will the first thing I do when I go on a plane is I find a flight attendant has the nicest face. Like I'm like, which one looks the nicest? No. Um and I'll go up to her and I'm like, I'm terrified of flying. I want to get off this plane more than anything please make me stay. Oh, so wow. then they're like, they're then they arrest you. Like, and then exactly. <laughs> I've been really lucky. I've had some really, really sweet flight attendants, but their go-to is let's just get this poor girl drunk. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, I can't get drunk. I might have to fly this plane. Of so, course. Yeah. And these, yeah. These are the stupid, ridiculous thoughts that go no. through my mind. And I sit there I have on my Instagram a reel that went viral and I have beautiful, like I take wonderful videos, but the one that got the most views, and this is how I'm telling you, I was going to tell you this, how I now realize how many people are scared of flying because I have Mm. this reel that's at 1.2 million views. And it's this funny video of, there's this guy named Pedro Pascal, who's like very viral for like the show that he's on. But anyway, it's like him eating chips and you put it kind of on something that is like tedious or kind of ridiculous. And I put it on, I put him eating this bag of chips boringly on the flight map on an airplane and how I'm like, am I the only person who sits there with my chips anxiously like chewing and watching the flight map for the entire 10 and a half hour flight. And I have thousands upon thousands of people tagging their friends. Oh my God, it's me. I hate flying. Like, and I'm like, I'm not, sometimes you feel, you know, when you're suffering, you feel like you're alone. Like I'm yeah. surrounded by people who love to fly. And I'm like, mm. am I crazy or are they crazy? You're not crazy. So no. uh, it's, so it's, it was very kind of like this moment. I'm like, wow, this is the, the real that goes viral. And it's just because so many people feel yeah. the way I do. So it was kind of, kind of an eye opening moment for me. Yeah, well, you know, it's one in five, generally mm-hmm. one in four. It's, it's quite a high number. I mean, wow. that's, you know, just in the UK, that equates to about 12, 12 million. I don't know what that would be in the US, but yeah, that's a lot of people. That's wow. a lot of people. So, you, you know, you are, you're not crazy. Definitely not crazy. I mean, some of the stuff you do sounds interesting. <laughs> it doesn't put you in the crazy place. I mean, what, wanting it's, it's, to be, to keep, not be, not drinking in case you need to fly the aircraft. I mean, you know, we, we, we could question that one. I know. And it's like, of course, like I have no idea what I, what I do, what I'm doing. I can't even look in the cockpit. Like it freaks me out, all the buttons and yeah. everything. But it's like in my mind, yeah. I've had doctors give me medications. Mm. They're like, just take it. Why are you suffering? But like, I don't want to feel out of control. I no. already feel out of control enough, but it it might be better. I keep saying, I'm like, maybe... I just need to try something just because I'm so miserable. Like 10 and a half hours to be in a complete fight or flight mm. mode is exhausting. So how did you manage then, that then to get from, uh, well, how did you get from California to Dublin? I mean, that's like 10 or 11 hours. How did you manage so that? I'll t- so I'll tell you what it's like to be me for before this all happened. So maybe people understand. So about 
So I was supposed to be here two months ago. Mm. I got all ready. We were all ready to go. And I, my husband and I got COVID for our very first time. So we had to scramble and cancel everything. So that kind of put a kink in my rituals. But what I typically do is about three weeks. I'm not even joking you. Some people say they do this like a few days. About three to four weeks, I will start tracking my flight on flight radar. And my flight left California at 10 o'clock at night. So this is like, you're really getting like the dark, deep, ridiculous parts of Catherine. So I will track this flight. I will, it'll, I'll fall asleep. I typically fall asleep around 11 or 12. Then I will wake up. Like I'll just like jolt awake and check the app two, three, four in the morning just to make sure that the flight is still in the air. So I will do that. I'm like, oh. okay, it's still in the air. I can go back to sleep. So I do this insane ritual for about three weeks beforehand. And the anxiety is there, but it's not like really there. It's like, oh, I still have two and a half weeks. Or I still have like 11 days. I don't need to worry about this right now. Five days beforehand, I'm in. Do we really need to go on this trip? We don't really need to go to Europe. Like we've seen it before. Is really anything changed? It's the exact same. <laughs> like I start doing this. We don't really have to go, do we? Um, and then I'm just like, I get into such, I really stop eating. I just don't have like a lot of like my day-to-day things that I do. I lose interest in them. It's just the obsession of, oh my God, I'm getting in a flight. And the night before I don't sleep. So I'm so, by the time I get on that plane, I'm so exhausted. You would think like oh, I surprise. Read... <laughs> I know, wow. right? And, I mean, just like just I, just, just pause a minute, like that. So you do. Yeah. So you're checking the flights for three weeks before and make sure they all land. So you're getting disturbed sleep, and then five days before yep. you're going through a massive sort of schedule of like of, of denial, intellectual justification. We don't need to go and all that stuff, and then you still get on the flight. I mean, I mean, no wonder you're exhausted. Sorry, carry on with your story. I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. And I'll even tell you this this time, this go. Like I said, I left a month ago, a month ago today, actually, Okay. I started with the flight app. So I'm on a lot of support groups being in one of yours on your page as well. I'm in there. And I, I kind of see that people say, you know, check your flight, you know, check your flight a few days beforehand. Me, how I am in my everyday life, I <laughs> take things from like zero to 60. So I'm like one time a day, a few times a day. No, I go like multiple. So I will tell you, I got so bad this go around. And honestly, it wasn't just so much as an obsession as it was kind of a fascination. I guess I'd never really, you know, you hear the statistics. There's like a million flights in the air, like a million people mm. on the flight on. And I'm like, no, there's not. And so I think I I became more fascinated with, oh my God, look how many flights are above mm. me. Like, look how many people are in the air. And it wasn't necessarily this unhealthy thing as it was. It was partly yeah. that, but it was also, yeah. wow, look at how many flights take off and land. And I was getting so into it that I could, I could tell you, I'm like, that flight above us right now is going to Hawaii. It's United Airlines. Cause I'd watch it so often. I'd be like, look out the window, kids. See that flight? Like, <laughs> like I'd look outside right above us right now is this one or um, oh, mom, like, leave it out. I know <laughs> they think I'm ridiculous. And I live, I live like literally half a mile from an airport. Um, so I always have the smaller airplanes over my house and just hearing them when I was like having my morning coffee, I'm like, no, that plane's flying. It's not crashing. Like it was kind of, so my husband will actually tell you, and maybe here's the the light in this. 
but this was my best flight yet. So I like to think that maybe seeing all of these flights take off and land, and then I would take it one step further and I would check the turbulence and where this flight over Cincinnati was like, let me check the the air and see what the air is like there. And I'm like, okay, it's a little shows and it's a little bumpy, but their altitude's not changing. Like I really went into obsession this time, Mm. but for some reason I normally sit outside the gate. I'm the last person to like, I'm either one who asked to go on first to talk or I'm like, let me get, let me go in the last possible moment so I can be like, Oh, you know, we're not going to go. I don't have to the door. I'm in there and freaking out. (laughs) exactly so i got on right away right when my boarding number was called i sat down i waited for a flight attendant to walk by me before i sought them out and so i don't know this was my best this was Mm. my best one yet i i ate which i typically don't eat i didn't mention that i don't eat on a flight i watched a show i don't normally watch anything i literally watched the flight map for 10 and a half hours so i don't know this i felt like this was I felt like I was better, but to actually hear my husband go, wow, that wasn't so torturous. Like you were actually pretty good. You laughed. We talked, we, it was, I was uncomfortable. I was incredibly uncomfortable, Mm. but I knew that I needed to go on this trip. I knew that I couldn't let my anxiety win. Like it's one before. And so I think there was power in that knowing that I was committed to this decision, but I still hate flying. I joke and I'm serious. I would rather go have surgery than get on a flight. Like I would rather have multiple root canals on a day than get on an airplane. I still no, don't. You've lost it. me now. That is. Just, that. <laughs> but I, I mean it. Like I, I mean it. I would rather get put under and wake up from something in pain than get on a flight that I, that if it's a smooth flight, fine. But if it's a turbulent flight, like I, I just, I can't like it. There's nothing worse to me than that feeling. So yeah. and, and what's, I feel what's, like I gave you a lot there. No, it's good. No, there's a lot, there's, lo- there's loads. I was just, you know, I was just listening to this. There's lots I could sort of ask about, but I'm just curious what it sounded like with that last flight. You you maybe turned a corner a bit in terms of your coping mechanisms. Obviously you still didn't like it, but you were better. There was some elements of, what you might perceive as kind of a, a normal flying behavior, like laughing, talking to people, stuff like that. But yeah. there's some work to be done. I'm curious about the turbulence thing. What What is it? What's your belief structure around that? To me, turbulence means we're going down. There's no way I others I see it. Like, how can a plane mm. go through all this turbulence? You know, the news doesn't help. I feel like I was really lucky that I got on this last flight and that I remained sane because there was a lot of things recently in the news about planes dropping and there's yeah, an actor named Matthew McConaughey of, who was on the flight with his wife yeah. yeah and so it's like you watch this stuff as a nervous flyer and you run with it so I know I did a lot I listened to a bunch of your podcasts before I, I left and then Eduardo who you know obviously I met you through he's a fearful flyer but he seems to have really come out on the other side and mm. so he would send me voice notes while I was in the air and that just it just kind of helped. And then he made a really interesting point to me that there's planes that are meant to fly into hurricanes and they come out on the other side. Yes. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, my God, can you imagine the <laughs> turbulence on those flights? And they're smaller planes. Like I was mm-hmm. on like a big honker of a, of a jet. Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to be logical. And then yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I vision my father who 
unfortunately is obviously not with us anymore, but mm. he was this fighter pilot whose sole purpose was to just land planes on moving ships. And I'm like, that couldn't have been smooth air. And my dad says he was, he says he was never scared of something happening with the plane. He was more nervous about being shot down. He's like, I never once doubted the plane that I was on. And then I think yeah. how much our technology is advanced. Yeah, that. exactly. So I try to be, I have the 10,000 toxic thoughts that come into my mind, but I tend to like try to quiet them mm. with like, okay, yes, there's all this, but there's also this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe it's ridiculous, but I've come to turn. This is how I beat my anxiety as well. Like I said, I don't really have, I used to have blazing health anxiety, like how I obsessed about flying. I obsessed that I thought that I had mm. terminal cancer or an aneurysm and I would go to these dark places. I don't have that anymore. And the only thing that I can really say that helped me was this mantra of if it's my time, it's my time. Why am I going to lose precious moments obsessing? And yes. that's what, when I get a headache now and I'm like, is that an aneurysm? I'm like, okay, so what if it's an, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do in this situation. If mm. these are my last moments, how do I want to live them? And I go and I, I, call, I talk to my kids or I kiss my husband or I'm like, I want to watch this Netflix show. And I like to get out of that moment. So I'm trying that with flying and being like, Interesting. if I'm trying to go to Europe, if I'm trying to go to Europe and have all these wonderful partnerships and have all these wonderful experiences. And if I die on the way there, at least I got on the plane and I didn't let my fear win. So I'm trying that now and seeing if that coming up. Yeah, but I, so don't know. It, I don't know if that's the healthiest way to do things. You know what I, I mean? Well, okay. So I don't know if there is one way or whether we, uh, it would be right for me to judge <laughs> what's healthy or unhealthy. I think it's, it's what works, you know? And so even when you're talking about studying what the aircraft were doing and then looking precisely what was the turbulence on that flight that flew over and landed. I think there's a getting intellectual curiosity fed is actually not a bad thing. I mean, this, it comes as long as it's sort of like healthy stuff, that's healthy stuff. So watching air crash investigation to the nth degree, I would put it in the yeah. unhealthy category because even though it's intellectual curiosity, it doesn't help because all you're doing is replaying unhelpful images. But what you're doing is lots of confirmation of things that have gone well. But why did that land? It had turbulence. It landed. It landed. Look at that one there. So I think that's that sounds quite healthy to me, as long as you can sort of give yourself permission yeah. to dial it down a bit so you haven't got to do it all through the night before you fly right. anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, that'd be the ultimate goal. Yeah, it? Like, definitely. To, <laughs> got to keep. And the yeah, fact no, that you definitely. don't. And, and and to be honest, you're you're in the um, standby pilot category, aren't you? You know, so you're you're waiting on the I flight. Am. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm I'm here if you need yeah. me. Any tips? Just so you know, yeah, I'm back here. I I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got the flight tracker on. We're all on. We're all set. We're all it's good. Like, oh my yeah. god, it's so it's so funny because I laugh and I'm like, that's so ridiculous. But like in your mind, these are the mm. things that you tell yourself. Your mind. I'm always amazed. Like I, your mind is such a powerful, powerful thing, and. It's just, it's crazy. And I'm, I'd like to see, I'd like to think that I'm turning a corner, but when it's time for me to fly back in two weeks, we shall see, because this is the longer flight. It's always going back to me. That's really, really hard. Like you don't have anything really exciting to look for. I mean, obviously I can't wait to see my kids. They're not traveling with me, my dogs, but it's like the high of, Oh my God, I'm going to Europe. This is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. 
it's always the return trip for me. Like I said, I always, I make it there. Like I, I get there, but it's always the going home where I'm like, okay, how can we not get on that flight? And there's no way I can't do that this time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so far from home. There's a massive ocean between me and the country I live in. Mm. And so I know logically I have to get on that plane, but I'm just hoping that like, I don't that this time will maybe be like the last time that like, maybe I am turning a corner here, but I, I don't know. It's, I would love to one day be able to say that I loved flying, but I honestly don't think that will ever happen. And that's just such a bummer for me because I would love, Mm. I would love to enjoy this. And I don't think I ever will. And then you read statistics, maybe the worst thing to say, but like with global warming, turbulence is only going to get worse. And I'm like, I'm never going to get better. Like I'm never going to get better. So I'm just going to have to just manage it, but I'll never enjoy it. Okay. So that's some interesting bit of talk there. Because if you think about it with your health anxiety, you've managed to get past that. You've, you've talked, yeah. you've done some, some cognitive challenge on yourself and managed to to do that. I, I don't see why you couldn't be the same with this because you've already proved to yourself once that you can manage that. And, and I don't necessarily, I don't, agree that you can never love flying i think you might it might it might be something that is a pain in the ass because you think oh god look I've, yeah. I've, I've got to sit there for 11 hours but i don't see there's any reason why you couldn't get to that place you know because and i'm saying this because you've got some strategies already and you've also got a really strong reason to want to get over it because of your work so there's a lot of ingredients yeah. in place so i think we're on the cusp of something here catherine I can tell you that there's probably in my life, nothing that I want more. Like, mm. you know, you want to be successful. You want to have enough money to support your family. Like that's like probably that's actually below me getting over this fear because it's, it's something so crippling and it's something that I feel like I'm passing on to my son. My daughter's like, so into it. she loves flying. She thinks being above the clouds, she makes a playlist and she, like, she gets all into this. She's like, this is amazing. I'm like in a movie, but my huh. son looks at me. And I'm like, mm. and when we, every summer we go to my husband's lake house back East and it's a five and a half hour flight. And he stares at me the entire flight. And I'm like, Oh, hi, honey, we're fine. Like I have to like completely like put this whole acting gig on Yeah, yeah. But the moment there's turbulence, it all goes out the window. <laughs> like mm. I, there's no trying to support my son and being strong for him. It's like, Oh my God, this is it. And I don't want that for him. This is the most crippling awful like it, it's just it's awful mm. and I don't want that for him I want him to get on a plane and feel confident and fly yeah. and be one yeah. of the normal people that when the plane is I always look at these people and like the plane is bouncing around and there's the guy who's asleep or the woman who's reading a newspaper and I'm like who That's are me. you like how do yeah. you yeah see like I don't I I look at them and I'm like how are you not freaking out how is your heart rate not 170 like I, I want that so much for me and I want that, you know, I don't want my kids to develop this. So I'm mm. trying, there's nothing more in yeah. this world than I want than to beat this. Yeah. So good. I can't say I don't want it. <laughs> so what have you, what sort of stuff have you tried so far? Oh boy. Okay. So my mom thought I was ridiculous. She was a flight attendant. And like this was, I flew with her one time and she vowed to never fly with me again. And as soon as I got home from this trip with her, she's like, put us in first class. It was our, I was the bummer. It was our last trip we ever took together before she passed. And I'm like, this is her moment. This was her like, 
this was her last memory of a trip with me. We, I had just had my daughter. It was, it was like she, she won this grand prize cruise through Europe that she won through a charity event. And she put us in first class and oh, nice. I sobbed the entire, that was really bad that I sobbed the entire 11 hours of the flight. I had this sweet flight attendant who was sitting with me in the aisle, holding my hand while I sobbed. And my mom, we got there and she was like, I wish that I could tranquilize you to get you home because I can't deal with you for these 12 hours going home. And so I got home and she put me in this like Richard Branson flying without fear course. Yeah, I tried everything. I did it. And I came out on the other side still as terrified. Mm. Um, It's like everything that they told me would not not, it didn't matter. Like I didn't listen to any of it. It just felt like I was going through the motions. Oh, was that so the course then, I ran? Uh, Did you come on that one? It was years ago. So it was, yeah, I think that's the one you did. And it was, Did it you was take about, the oh my God. No. Oh God. Are you kidding me? No way. I didn't do that. So I didn't feel that to finish the whole, that was part of it. My mom's like, you got to do that part, but I, I wouldn't do it. So I don't feel like I got the true experience. Oh, so we um, might have met. We might have met before then. I was, I was, at, met, I was yeah. at every single course, so you know. Oh yeah, then I probably totally met you. So it was. I wish I could, if I could do, I would love to do something like that again. And actually, like I, I researched, you know, the ones where you actually take flights and you go up mm. with an instructor, and that's probably what I I need to do the most. And then I've done the sore books. I've done the podcasts. I've done. I spent a small fortune on hypnotherapy. And then I went to a woman who did tapping. I've gotten the medic, the prescription pills. I honestly feel like I have really done everything except the one thing that I keep hearing helps the most is flying as much as you can for small flights. And I look at that and I'm like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the one thing. And I, I will tell you one thing too. Growing up, I flew a lot. My dad was always, my parents were divorced. And so my mom would always take me away to places I'd go with my dad. Mm. He had a a TV show that brought him all over the U.S. And so he would take me and I loved flying. He used to say to me all the time, you loved flying. Where did this come from? (laughs) And then I went away to boarding school when I was 13 years old. And I was away for four and a half years. And the only way to get home was obviously flying. And so I would fly home twice a month. And I remember being on really turbulent flights and it not bothering me. All these memories of like getting off, getting dropped off at the airport. And like, I loved it. It was like my time. I would go get a coffee and sit in the airport. And mm-hmm. I did it so often that it's like, I didn't have, I just, the fear wasn't there mm-hmm. because it was just something I always did. And then I had kids relatively young and my ex-husband, my kid's dad went on one flight with me and vowed he'd never fly with me again. We were together for 11 years and we never got on a plane. And so I had 11 years to just develop this fear again. And I can't tell you anything really happened. Like, it's not like I saw a plane crash or it's not like anything. Mm. It just was almost like every, I I honestly can't tell you. That's the frustrating thing. I sit here and I I try to retrace all my memories. I'm like, where the heck did this come Mm. from? But I think the not flying definitely aided in it. And now, now I, with my, with my blog, like I, travel a lot but not as often as I should and I actually turn down things partnerships because I don't want to fly more than like three times a year Mm. because I and and it's unfortunate I turn things down like I keep getting it's really funny this would probably be like my first big step that I would need to make I keep getting 
partnerships in Colorado. I really want to go to Colorado. There's mm. places in Colorado that I think that look spectacular. I get invited to different things. I have read that Colorado has the most the most turbulence in any state and that landing in Colorado is a nightmare. So I have yet to go to Colorado because anytime I, I get something, I'm like, oh, heck no. There's no way I'm landing in Colorado. So it's like you get hung up on these on these little things and I'm not doing as much traveling as I could be because of my fear. Yes. And there's some interesting so, sort of talk going on there, isn't it? Like, so I've read that yeah. landing in Colorado is a nightmare. So it, it, you, you mm-hmm. probably go for it, don't you? <laughs> Your choice of language is like, it's not just... And you know what? Yeah. And you know what's interesting, too, is there's all these support groups that have these phenomenal people in it who are suffering. But I have to tell you, and I'm going to be very candid here, sometimes I feel like those support groups are, are not supportive. They actually can aid in your fears. And you'll read something and you'll be like, oh, I read that this place, like, I got this. I got that Colorado turbulent thing from reading everybody who's gone to Colorado has gone on there and actively complained about that flight. Or, you know, the other day I read about someone, the statistics of a bird strike happening. I'm like, well, wonderful. I never really thought about that. That wasn't one of the things that was in my toolbox of like my list of everything that was wrong with flying. So sometimes I feel like those support groups can actually make you spiral. So I really, I I will be honest with you. I tend to avoid them like the plague when I'm about to fly. Like I, that's one of the things I don't go on because people are so in it and I don't need to be around people or have things in my mind where people are in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can understand that. And I think the, some of these comments unguarded, uh, I I think we have a responsibility, you know, because obviously we run a support group, but also anyone in it, it's important to think that I I noticed in the group that we run that they, people do put a trigger warning, which then gives you the choice not to, to read stuff. But I, I do get that. I think that sometimes people's perception of things is not always quite right. And also, you know, it's like talking about bird strikes, like it's, I mean, the bird strikes, of course, they can happen, but it's, it's mostly, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's no big deal. It's just the, the, the bird ends up as cooked, ends up cooked yeah. or spatted against the aircraft. Right. You know, but it's, it's so easy to sort of buy these figures and these statements quite misleading sometimes. And I think what misses, and I think this is what happens in support groups, uh, is that the the other side is not presented. You know, you don't always catch those. That's quite an interesting, no. that's, a good, that's a good comment though. I'll have to think about that. But I will also tell you this, I'm a member of five different ones and I like yours because yes, there are trigger warnings, but then there's also the point too, where I read on different ones are like, there are no trigger warnings because we're all going through this together. Let's like, there's no such thing as a trigger on a lot of these groups. It's like, let's put it on here and let's see the feedback. And a lot of the time, nine times out of 10, it's, it's nothing but comments of supportive people mm. working you through that and, and being like, okay, this is ridiculous. And here's why. But a lot, sometimes it, it's all you need is that little like, yeah. okay, that's not, I hadn't thought about that before. Comments below it just go out the window because your mind just latches on yeah. to that yeah. one thing that you read. Mm. Um, so like I said, the mind's a powerful thing and mind tends to run with everything it reads. So, mm. um, but yeah, so they're, they're interesting that you, that you go there for support, but sometimes you just learn more than you, <laughs> yeah. you really wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, you, you can't unread it then, can you? So I guess 
you have to be careful what we let into our head. So that that's a quite that's a good. You point. can't unread it. That's the problem. Mm. So what what's the plan then between now? You got two week flight coming up in two weeks. Yeah, so... What's the what's the p- positive stuff you're going to do? Well, I'm in Italy now. Um, we've been in Italy for the last week and a half, and now we leave for Rome tomorrow. I've wanted to go to Rome forever, so I'm very very excited about that. And then I'm going to be doing a week through France on a boat that you kind of rent on your own and cruise down the rivers, which I think is such a genius concept. So we're going to do that. And then I have an opportunity to stay even two more weeks longer with a partnership. But part of me obviously would love to do that. It's it's incredible. To, it's a um, cruise through Greece. But I also feel like it's just, it's, it's, it's two more weeks of, of being here, which I love, but it's also like, am I taking it? I'd love to get home, but am I saying yes to it because I want to go to Greece and I've never been? Or am I delaying going home because I don't want to get on that flight? So that's kind of the struggle I'm having. I'm having this mm. big debate with myself now. Um, mm. I kind of ask people in my life and they're like, Catherine, you get to go to Greece. You've been talking about it forever. You're here. You might as well go. But then at the same time, too, I'm like, am I, am I, am I covering up? Am I trying to distract myself from the fact that eventually I have to go home? And I want to go home. I would love to see my dogs, love to see my kids. But it's also like that flight is just so, oh, it, I, I'm not one of those people who at home sits for 11 hours. And like, I'm not one of those people who sit and binge watch a show or sit mm. like a weekend at home for me is a torturous thing. Like I always have to be grocery shopping or going and doing this or like go for a walk. I'm not a person who can really sit. And so to be sitting somewhere for 11 and a half hours and trying to keep my mind not going to a dark place is really a hard thing for myself. So I have a lot of wonderful things in the last two weeks and I could extend it and make it even more wonderful. But at a certain point, I'm like, do I just need to pull the bandaid off and get home? Like that's, Mm. that's kind of, so I I feel like that's really healthy that I'm having these discussions and not just running and being like, yeah, of course, let's go to Greece. It's, which is one more thing I can do to keep me from going home. Like, I, I think it's a good step that I'm actually talking to myself and trying to have a conversation and be like, Catherine, what is this about? Do you really want to go to Greece? Or are you trying not to get on the flight? That's kind of what I'm doing yes. right now in my mind. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, we, we want to hear what you actually do, because I think that sounds like an interesting dilemma to have, you know. Oh, so I spend two weeks in Greece, or so I fly back. I think I know what I'd be doing. But there you go. It's, uh, it's, I know. it's, it's I know, just for you to it's for you to decide it's and these are the sort of things that you obviously are playing yeah. with at the moment yeah and it's it's of course who doesn't want to agree it sounds absolutely incredible the number one thing on my bucket list but it's at the same time too it's like uh, it, it's just this fear gets so intense sometimes and i know I know that eventually I have to get home. And then after Greece, I'll be fine. Like, well, where else can I go? What else can I do? How else can Mm. I not get home? Like, why do I? It's always looking. Like, you should have seen me when I was here over the summer, last summer. I was trying to scramble and find partnerships with cruise cruise companies that do transatlantic floats so that I could get from Europe back to the Mm. U.S. (laughs) on a boat and then rent a car and drive home. So I have to really, like... I have to ask myself, what are we doing here? Like, are we, are we, do we really want to go to Greece or is it just kind of putting, just extending this trip even further so I don't have to fly? 
Yeah. I know that sounds weird and you're like, go to Greece. But I also am, am, I also am the type of person who just avoids getting on an airplane. So I'm just trying mm. to have a conversation with myself. Mm. I know what I will probably choose, but it's also, I'm really trying to hold myself accountable and I want to change and be different. And I think that's going to be asking myself questions and trying to have a conversation with like, what's really going on here? Like, are you just avoiding getting on that flight? I know that's crazy, but it's what I well, know. <laughs> well, it's, it's not crazy at all. I mean, that's, you know, it's just your process. It's just what you're working through. I, mean, I really feel like you're making a little bit of progress here though. I, my yeah. feeling is that, well, I know this, I've seen it so many times that it, it's not invincible, this fear. It's just finding the, the, the way that you can unlock it that works for you and then you get that kind of tumbling effect but once you start to you know work out you start to see some little incremental changes it then gathers a bit of momentum with the odd blip along the way and I, I really feel like you're kind of that's what that's what happened for you you know I just can't see I don't know how or when but just a little bit of progress that you've been making I don't see why not. Remember, it's like say, we, you never had it when you were younger, so it's it's something that you've learned, and therefore you can always unlearn yeah. it or learn yeah. something new, you know. And that sounds like it's very much the path you're doing with your sort of cognitive challenging, which is a recognised technique, you know. I find it fascinating. I think for me, the yeah, story is really interesting. You know, you you've got this. Your job requires you travelling all over the place, and you hate it. That's just amazing, you know, yet you still do it. <laughs> I still do it. And it's, it's, and I have this wonderful page for anybody who wants to check it out, Vineyards and Voyages. And it's like, I'm all over. And I, and people would, when I say to people, I have a fear of flying and they go, have you seen your Instagram page? And I'm like, I know, like, I know. and I'm very open with it. Like I will talk about it on my page. Obviously that reel that went viral. Like I am an open book. I'm one of those people who, loves to get to the heart of things. I love to talk. I, I'm, mm. I'm just the human brain and my struggles that I, I've went through is something I, I'm very open with. And so I've met a lot of people who have that fear too. And we all kind of just get on the plane. We hate it. We get on the plane, but I feel like I'm one of the ones that's the most extreme. And so I, I try with my page to I look at it when I'm when I'm really in those moments of fear and I'm like, no, look at how I was in Ireland on this day or look at how big my smile was when I was drinking my mm. spritz in Italy. I'm like, these are the moments. These, This is why you're getting on the plane, mm. Catherine. So you can like have these moments and you won't have them from the comfort of your living room if you let this fear win. So that's kind of my mantra. On my backdrop of my phone, I have a picture of me on the cliffs of Kerry in Ireland. I have a picture of my husband and I like on the, on the like when you lock it of us in Italy like I I look at those moments and I'm like this is why you're getting on the plane it's for these moments so yeah, I'm trying definitely. to just almost kind of fake it till I make it with my anxiety mm. like I have this beautiful Instagram page of me all over but know that inside it's a struggle it's a real struggle yeah yeah well, I think but I want to see the world I love that I, I love I that live a big life because I think the Instagram world can look like one thing but to hear the the real story underneath and that the, the struggle that you have to overcome is very inspiring for people because you we see the instagram happy and think oh you know they're, they're living the dream but don't realize that what it took for you to get there you know i think that's amazing i love that it's really yeah, that's very collect, humbling you gotta collect your 
Thank you. And you got to collect your victories along the way. I believe in that. So it's like, I, I really give myself a pat on the back. I'm like, you did it. You land. Like I, mm. I'm like, you did it. It's one more thing that you did that your fear didn't win. And that's yeah, what I think exactly. we have to do with people is you can't let the fear win. You're totally right. And, and so two things then like you to just mm-hmm. say, you, how can people follow you again? Uh, just in case they missed it first okay. time. And then secondly, I want to, I want us to have a bit more contact. So I want to know how you're getting on. You know, I just feel like you're really on the kind of cusp of turning. Yeah, I really feel you are really quite close to feeling very different about this. I've seen this before. Yeah, I can see, definitely see that. And so I want to, yeah, say a little bit closer to what's happening with you, if you don't mind. I'll just, I might just message you every now and then. Yeah, and you can send me if you've got any questions or anything that occurs to you, or there's anything you particularly notice, or any uh, repeating thoughts. You know, direct, yeah, no, definitely. Send me a little message. Stay in, in touch. I and I find this, I find this kind of this talk very cathartic, and just kind of speaking through the fears and and feeling like mm. yes, this I might get through this. I might come out of this on the other side. I don't know if I'll love it but it won't be torturous. It might be slightly enjoyable. So, I love that. That's much better than what you're saying earlier on. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And I appreciate it, but yeah, I would love, I'd love to stay in touch and I'll let you know if I end up going home or going to Greece. It's a hard decision, you know? <laughs> well, you'll probably do both. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, yeah. <laughs> but um, anybody who does want to follow along on my journey, it's vineyards, like a wine vineyard with an S and voyages with an S on Instagram. Nice. And um, I have a website as well. So this was really, really amazing. Thank you that so much. Great. for having. So, thank you. Thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate you uh, going back so quickly. And again, thank you for Eduardo to linking this up as well. He's, he was great. Yes, he did a great he's a fantastic and... guy. And this is, and yours is, it's going to be very inspiring um, and will probably drop very soon. So thank you so much. You take care of yourself and uh, hopefully uh, we'll have, when we perhaps we have an update one in a few months time, see how you're getting on. How about that? Fingers crossed. I would love that. Thank you. (laughs) I'd love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you found it useful. Now, as always, if you need any extra help, please join our Love Fly Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Love Fly Help. And also, if you go to our website, which is lovefly.co.uk forward slash shop, you can see other ways that you can get some help. Thanks for listening.